Hello once again my friends, this is Brother Craig Sims. Welcome once again to the Christian Walk Podcast. Today's podcast, we are going to be talking about the importance of self-control. You know, self-control is very important in the life as a believer. It's important that we operate in the spirit of self-control. So with that being said, we're going to go into the lesson. Our first scripture is going to be Proverbs 25 and 28. And I'm going to be reading out of the King James Version. It says, He that had no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down without walls. Now that's talking about self-control. You know, even though city walls restricted their inhabitants' movements, people were happy to have them because without walls, the people would be vulnerable to attack by any passing group of marauders. Think of self-control as a wall for defense and protection. It restrains us to be sure, but it is necessary. An out-of-control life leaves us open to all sorts of enemy attacks, and that's coming from the Life Application Study Bible notes. Okay, now the question is, just what is self-control? It's the ability to control oneself, one's emotions and desires, especially in difficult situations. So the next question is, why is it so important that we exercise self-control? Well, self-control affects every aspect of our lives, from our finances to our health, the quality of our relationships, our job performance, literally everything. Not exercising self-control gives the enemy, talking about the devil, access into our lives to bring destruction. Just like that city I talked about without no wall. The devil will use our lack of self-control against us. Ephesians 4 and 27 says, need to give place to the devil. And that's coming from the King James Version. In the CSB version, it says, don't give the devil an opportunity. So we can't give the devil an opportunity that he can take advantage of and gain access into our lives. And the NIV puts it like this, and do not give the devil a foothold. And what's that? It's a firm basis for further progress or development. In other words, the devil would take that foothold and he would advance his position. Now, our first example is going to be that of samson we all remember samson samson was uh a man of god that was learned with su supernatural strength but he was weak in the area of self-control as it relates to his passions and that was one of samson's downfalls okay i'm going to be reading out a life application study bible this is the personality profile on samson it says here that it is sad to be remembered or what one might have been. Samson had tremendous potential. Not many people having started life with credentials like his, born as a result of God's plan in the lives of Manoah and his wife. Samson was to do a great work for God, to begin to rescue Israel from the Philistines. To help him accomplish God's plan, God gave him enormous physical strength. But Samson wasted his unusual God-given gift on impulsive choices, practical jokes, and getting out of scrapes that were often his own making. We remember him as the judge in Israel who spent his last days grinding grain in an enemy prison. And we think, what wasted potential? Judges 13, starting at, we're going to pick it up at 
verse 24, and it says, When her son was born, she named him Samson, and the Lord blessed him, and he grew up, and the Spirit of the Lord began to stir him while he lived in Manoah Dad, which is located between the towns of Zorah and Esther. And then it says in Judges 16:4, it says, Sometime later, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah, who lived in the valley of Sorak. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, Entice Samson to tell you what makes him so strong, and now he can be overpowered and tied up securely. Then each of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, Please tell me what makes you so strong and what it will take to tie you up securely. Verse 7 says, Samson replied, If I were tied up with seven new bowstrings and have not yet been dried, I will become weak as anyone else. So the Philistine rulers brought Delilah seven new bowstrings and she tied Samson up with them. She had hidden some men in one of the inner rooms of her house and she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But Samson snapped the bowstring as a piece of string snaps when it is burned by a fire. So the secret of his strength was not discovered. Verse 10. Afterward, Delilah said to him, You've been making fun of me and telling me lies. Now please tell me how you can be tied up so securely. Now with that being said, I just want to make a point right here. Now Samson is playing with fire. You know, this woman is obviously trying to find out the secret to his strength and Samson he's so blinded by love and so engulfed in his passion that he cannot even see what she's trying to do and finally Samson gives in and actually tells Delilah his secret and I'm picking it up at verse 16 it says she tormented him with her nagging day after date until he was sick to death of it finally Samson shared his secret with her my hair has never been cut, he confessed, but I was dedicated to God as a Nazarite for my birth. If my head was shaved, my strength would leave me and I would become weak as anyone else. Delilah realized he had finally told her the truth. So she sent for the Philistine rulers. Come back one more time, she said, but he has finally told me his secret. So the Philistine rulers returned with the money in their hands. Delilah lulled Samson to sleep with his head in her lap, and then she called in a man to shave off the seven locks of his hair. In this way, she began to bring him down, and his strength left. Then she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. When he woke up, he thought, I would do as before, shake myself free, but he didn't realize the Lord had left him. So the Philistines captured him and gouged out his eyes. They took him to Gaza where he was bound with bronze chains and forced to grind in the grain in prison. But before long his hair began to grow back. The Philistine rulers held a great festival offering sacrifices and praising their god Dagon. They said our god has given us victory over our enemy Samson. When the people saw him they praised their god saying our god has delivered our enemy to us. The one who killed so many of us is now in our power. So it goes on to say here, picking it up at verse 28, it says that, Then Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, remember me again, O God, 
Please strengthen me just one more time. With one blow, let me pay back the Philistine for the loss of my two eyes. Then Samson put his hands on the two center pillars that held up the temple, pushing against them with both hands. He prayed, let me die with the Philistines. And the temple crashed down on the Philistine rulers and all the people. So he killed more people when he died than he had during his entire lifetime. So Samson ultimately gained victory because of the grace and mercy of God. Even in defeat, Samson achieved a great victory. But it's important to note most of the substance Samson experienced was self-inflicted because of his lack of discipline and self-control in the area of his flesh. Some of the weaknesses and mistakes Samson made was that he violated God's law on many occasions. He was controlled by his flesh, that is the desire for pleasure. He used his gift and abilities in the wrong way, very unwisely. Now the lessons we take from his life is that great strength in one area of life does not make up for great weaknesses in other. So moving on, the question becomes this, how do we as believers exercise self-control? Well, the first thing we need to understand and realize is that we have self-control. Second Peter 1 and 3 says his divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him that's talking about relationship with god through jesus who called us by his own glory and goodness the point we must remember is this god would never ask us to do something he hasn't already equipped us to do secondly we must apply it walk in it exercise it and act like we have it second peter 1 5 and 6 says because you have these blessings, do all you can to add to your life these things to your faith. Add goodness. To your goodness, add knowledge. To your knowledge, add self-control. So it's not just enough to believe. You know, in our life of faith, we have to also add some things. In other words, we have to apply these things to our life. We already have them spiritually, but we have to, excuse me, apply them in the natural realm. 1 Corinthians 9 and 24 says, Do you not know that runners in a stadium are all race, but only one received the prize? Run in such a way to win the prize. So in other words, Paul was saying here, we should put forth a first place effort in everything we do. Verse 25 says, Now everyone who competes, that's talking about athletes, exercise self-control in everything. They do it to receive a perishable crown, but we an imperishable crown. Imperishable crown. So you see, at least they're competing for trophies. They're competing for rings and stuff like that. So the example Paul is using here lets us know that we can learn a lot from those who are in sports. Athletes are very disciplined. They practice self-control. Their hard work, discipline, and commitment to their craft is something we as Christians can incorporate into our own spiritual life and natural life. Luke 16 and 8 says, It is true that the children of the world are more shrewd and they're dealing with the world around them than are the children of light. Verse 26 says, So I do not run like one who runs aimlessly or box like one beat in the air. So Paul is saying this, listen, I'm not just floating out here in life. 
there should be purpose in every step we take we don't just do things to be doing it there's a purpose behind what we do verse 27 says instead i discipline my body and bring it under strict control so that after preaching to others i may myself will not be disqualified you know it is completely possible to preach and teach to others and miss the mark ourselves the same word we preach to others we must live by ourselves paul understood he had to practice self-control in his own life otherwise he could cause damage to himself in his ministry so as believers we have to practice and exercise self-control and incorporate that into our life of faith so here i hope you enjoyed this lesson hey be blessed out there be praying for me and i'll be praying for everyone out there until we meet again in jesus name